They came from the four corners of America to defend our way of life, to boldly stand against the forces of darkness when the USA needed them most. Sadly, they didn't do a very good job of it. But hey, they can't all be winners, right? Burt McGonagall's The Tales of the Brotherhood of Ridiculous People starts now. Season finale, episode 13, The Coming Storm. The Coming Storm. Oh God, I downloaded the wrong movie. A month later, Agent Mills sat at her desk in her office, listening to some quiet classical music, when there was a knock at the door. At first, she didn't hear it, because she was in the zone from her meditation, and she didn't react until the second round of knocking. Come in. Vel Cromwell and Willie the Hobo open the door. Can we come in? Sure, guys. What's up? Vel and Willie entered the room and closed the door. <laughs> I wanted to congratulate you. I know it's taking you from the program, but I think that it would be better for you than dealing with us rejects. The Bureau of Foreign Affairs is definitely important. Come in, lady. Leave. As much as this new job would be advantageous to my psyche... And I can't believe I'm even saying this, but I'm going to miss this. I'm going to miss you guys. So, they really think they can trust Jenkins to keep us all in check. He was the head agent in charge of this division. Until he does something entirely reckless, I think they will allow him to command as normal. So, when is Gunman Lady's last day? This is my last full day. After my meditation session, I'm going to start packing and give in my clearance tomorrow morning. Willie don't want Gummit Lady to go. I'm, I'm sorry, Willie, but I have to. I can't be here anymore. It's my <laughs> orders. Well, for what it's worth, Agent Mills, I'm happy to have known you. And I'm sorry for giving you such a hard time. Quite all right. In fact, I have a present for you. Agent Mills said, as she put a manila folder on the desk for him, Vel grabbed the folder and looked at it curiously. What is this? It's all of the information we have on what happened to you the night you passed away. Names, records, everything. Thank you. And Agent Mills? Yes, Vel. I'm sorry to have been such a pain in the ass. Out of everyone here, I truly value your friendship and it's you I trust the most. Anytime you need me, you let me know, and I will be there. You know like Willie, Vel? The look on his face was almost like a dejected puppy. Vel shook his head, but was smiling. <laughs> you? You're a distant second, but only if you bathe regularly. So it's been a month? Do you think Gladys Hamilton will come back to the team? Ollie asked as he sat in the Agent Jenkins' office. <laughs> well, her husband, Ricardo, told me in the simplest terms to basically fuck off, and I haven't heard from her since. But I, uh, I gave her permission to do whatever she wanted. 
Our higher-ups felt that Mr. Jimenez deserved some sort of financial compensation to make up for the panic we put him and his wife through. I have no idea what he did with it. If she comes back, I'll be happy to have her, but I'm not... Uh, if not, I'm, I, I can't blame her. I, I treated her like shit. Hell, aside from you, I treated almost the whole team like shit. The rest of the team, however, is intact. But with Mills leaving, I'm not sure how long that'll be. Especially with those who initially came in with her. It's my hope that I can take care of them as good as she did. I'm a long way off, though. Vel's confrontational, Billy's a train wreck, and the hobo. Once he gets in a routine of actually bathing or showering, I think Willie will be okay. Agent Philip Jenkins stared at the man saying these things, keeping his own opinion about Willie inside. He had a nitrogen bomb under his power, and if he said, Jelly Bologna, bag of monkey balls, he would unleash hell on his enemy. How are you holding up? Hmm. Oh, I'm doing okay. I was in the army before, remember? Yeah, I recall. Uh, question though, uh, what was your job back in the army? I was with the mess crew. I loved cooking for the troops and experimenting with different recipes. It helped me with my hot dogs. As much as I love doing what we are doing, I miss selling hot dogs though. Hmm, maybe I can open up a food truck around here while I'm off missions and stuff. I would have to clear that with General McTaggart, but I don't think that there would be a problem. Come in. Rod walked into the room with Frank waddling behind him. Sorry to bother you, PJ, It's okay, Rod. What's going on? Frank wants a room of his own. He doesn't want a room with me anymore. Several days after Rod got struck by lightning, Frank returned to speak in his normal squeaking fashion. It came to this, he thought to himself. He was meditating an argument between a live wire and a badger. He had to make sure that he sounded as far as possible without blowing up. Rod, we don't have very much room for everyone. And until we're cleared to get a headquarters of our own, we're kind of stuck having everyone bunk with others. Darla has a room of her own, and Vale has been campaigning for his own room. William Bill don't mind rooming, but with Gladys gone, I thought we could split up. At least while we were, were, were here. First off, let me get this straight. While Darla is a valuable member of this team, she is a sexual predator waiting to be unleashed. I have to keep an eye on her as to hopefully not get her into trouble. Gladys was going to do that until she left. Vel can't be with the speed demons, and his considerations are being looked at extensively. You can't be in a room where there's electricity present without being in your suit. Frank began to squeak. Rod turned to him. Shut your damn mouth, Frank. I know what you really think of me now when you can, can kiss my, my ass. Hey, I, I can room with Frank, or, or you if it's necessary. PJ's eyes widened as it almost seemed like a bad idea. Y yes, I wouldn't mind rooming with Ollie. I just... Don't want to room with Frank. Rod agreed with Ollie's suggestion. PJ sighed as he looked at Frank. Would you mind if... Frank squeaked some more. Rod's eyes widened. Oh, okay. Frank said that he would room with Darla to keep an eye on her. 
PJ seemed to think this over carefully. Well, you are a badger. I don't think Frank would be in danger of interspecies dating. Meanwhile, back in San Antonio, Texas, Gladys sat down to dinner with Ricardo and Winston. Okay, baby, just go and say grace. Gladys said as she looked back at her beautiful little boy, just glad to see she was able to see them again. Winston put his hands together. Dear Lord, thank you for this meal. Thank you for bringing Mommy back to us. And thank you for Ricardo's new motorboat. Amen. Ricardo gave the little boy a thumbs up. So, you got a really good deal on that boat? Gladys said as she started shoveling out mashed potatoes on plates. <laughs> yeah. The money PJ gave us to basically keep quiet about the whole thing, that was great and all, but I literally bought and paid for that bad boy 50% below retail. Bells, whistles included, everything. It's basically a small yacht. We can live on it if we want to. And we got it all because you and Nets are natural mortal enemies. Is that right? I got out of those Nets with no problem, Ricardo. Gladys said, almost dejected at first, but defensive afterwards. Ricardo noticed the tonal change. Oh, no. Hey, come on, baby. No, hey, 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 hey. I was kidding. I was kidding, all right? It's just, it was a bad joke. You know? You Are you okay? I was stuck in a goddamn log cabin for days, and you're the one benefiting from this. Well, I know, baby. I get that. I know. What you did is a thankless job. Every superhero movie and comic book says that. So let's use this money to get you some thanks then, eh? How about that? How about the shopping spree? Wherever you want, whatever you want, anything you want, it's on Uncle Sam, it's on the government, and that fucker PJ too. I just want things to go back to normal. I want to not crave blood ever so often. I want to go back to my team. Oh, dear God, no. Look... I can't and won't tell you what to do because we both know it's just physically fucking impossible. Lord knows I've tried many times for many years. But listen, please, don't go back to those guys, okay? They don't deserve you. Maybe not, but they understand me. Don't, I understand you. I might argue with you a lot, sometimes on purpose and sometimes not on purpose, sometimes willingly, sometimes... You know, the bedroom time's just better when it happens, but I understand you. Mommy, I understand you. Why are you and Ricardo fighting? I know, love. But this is not the same as having friends who understand you. We're not really fighting. It's just that we both... It's something I have to do. Gladys grabbed a napkin and wiped her mouth. Ricardo leaned back in his chair. Yeah, you're going back, aren't you? It's like I said before. I want to serve my country in my own little way. They need me. And weird twist of fate, I, I guess I need them. My flight leaves in the morning. Babe, we share the same fucking bank account. I know when your flight leaves. The question is, why didn't you tell me? Because of the way you're looking at me now. <sighs> I don't like it. I don't like them. I sure as fuck in the backseat of a Honda don't like that prick PJ. Alright, not one fucking bit. And I want it on record somewhere. But you do what you have to do. I'm always going to support you. Understand? As Gladys began to load the dishwasher, Winston walked over to her. Are you going to leave again, Mama? I have.
have to, my love. My country needs me. My friends need me. I don't want you to go. Gladys knelt down and hugged Winston tight. I know, baby, but I have to. There are some things that just happened while I was gone that I need to take care of. But know this. There's nothing on this earth that I love more than you and Ricardo. But first, from Dark Charm Media, a word from our sponsors. Have you just lost a loved one? Do you want to take care of their funeral needs, but are struggling with the cost? Do you just want someone to hold your hand through this trying process? Fear not, I'm Carson McGee, and I would invite you to let me and my family help take care of yours. My son Craig, my daughter Connie and I, will plan for you so you can afford to take care of your last wishes of your loved one. Uh, hello, my name is Craig McGee, and I will make sure that your loved one will get the quality embalming and preparation they d deserve. Hello, I am Connie McGee, and let me help you pick the funeral plan best for your budget with many styles of coffins, cremation choices, and even a plot in our several lovely locations in our clean and respectable mausoleum. Don't you owe it to your loved ones to try the very best? Try McGee's Funeral Home. Yeah, well, normally you sound like you're on cocaine, so... Did you have to read that script like a fucking robot? Okay, this cocaine shit's starting to give me a fucking complex. Pops, I'm getting sick Look, there's only so many funeral places around here. What are they going to do? Bury them in the yard? Come on. How nice do we really have to be? Look around. There ain't that much land. We got the land, therefore we got the dead people. Um, excuse me, Mr. McGee, but... What do you want? We paid a pretty good penny to get this recorded, so you should get started. We're still recording. Ah, oh, fuck. Catch the new season of Fun with Dirt coming to you in December only on Dark Charm Radio Shows. And now, back to the show! Back in Washington, the next morning... Billy was walking to the mess hall when Darla crossed his path. Hey, little man. How are you doing today? Billy smiled at her. He responded very much unlike he would normally be. Oh, hey there, Miss Michael. How you doing this lovely morning? Hmm. Aside from rooming with a badger who makes every attempt to see me naked, which I'm not entirely against, but that's neither here nor there, I'm doing extremely well. Oh, that furry old guy gives me the creeps. Although, I do miss Gladys. We were starting to bond a bit before she left. Ugh, the lack of estrogen in this joint is going to be even worse when Agent Mills leaves. She's leaving today. Ain't that a kick in the teeth? You're definitely not, Billy. Who do I have the pleasure of speaking with? Who am I? Who am I? King. Mm, the king of what? He paused as if he couldn't understand why she didn't know who he was. 
Are you kidding me? I'm literally the king of rock and roll! Darla gave a sultry smile under her mask. Elvis Presley. Mmm. It's quite all right, pretty mama. I'm just heading to the mess hall to get some grub. Care to join me? Almost instinctively, Darla immediately responded. Yes, yes, let's get something to eat. You know, Miss Darla, you remind me of an old cult star from Jailhouse Rock. Her name was Judy Tyler. Well, she was pretty. When they got to the mess hall, the rest of the team was already there eating. Hey, hey, look who finally showed up! Oliver Man, whistle something snappy, would you please? Ollie began to whistle when the saints come marching in. Everyone, even Val, began feeling very good. Some snapping their fingers, such as Billy and Darla, sat down. For what do, do, do we owe the pleasure of the king's presence today? Me and the in the others for a moment, kind of giving the poor boy a bit of a problem. But they listen to me. Is anyone going to see off Agent Mills today? Willie is eating a mixture of sunflower seeds, nuts, and berries. Willie be there. Bell gave him a knowing smile. Where's PJ? Has anyone seen him around? He was supposed to meet me down here like 10 minutes ago. He usually has me with him everywhere. Don't know why though. A look of worry came over as the sultry siren of syrup stood up from the table. I have a bad feeling about this. Wait, 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 wait. I'll come with you. Ollie said as he wiped his mouth with a napkin and followed her. Fine, at least more flapjacks for me. Damn it! No syrup! Ugh. You think with her around, we would never run out of syrup. As Darla walked back toward Agent Jenkins, Agent Mills was walking with a big box towards them. Hey, Darla. Hey, Ollie. Agent Mills! Have you seen Agent Jenkins? He hasn't been to breakfast, and he is never this late. Agent Mills pointed to the door down the hall. He should be in his office. I haven't seen him since last evening after we got together for debriefing. The sound of gunfire drew everyone's attention towards PJ's office. Agent Mills pointed. Go. I'll call Red Alert. Darla ran as swiftly as she could as Ollie shouted and followed her. Hey! Wait up! Darla got to the door, only to realize it was locked. She could hear a scuffle in the room. She tried busting the door down, but wasn't strong enough. Ollie looked at her. Here, let me. Ollie revved his engines and thrust against the door, splintering it from the wall. Ollie entered inside to see that Agent Jenkins was passed out and bloodied in the clutches of a man dressed in a black miter. Another woman was with him, as she was the one who fired the pistol. She was in a glamorous amalgamation of royal gown and pants, and a white crown adorned her head. Get your hands off my sugar bumps, you bitch. The woman fired at them, as Ollie pulled Darla back behind the safety of the wall. A klaxon began to go off as Agent Mills finally got the red alert through. Stay Ollie said as he poked his head around the corner. He was met by another bullet, missing its mark, but sending him back into Darla's leathered arms. Who are they? That guy in black looks like Levesque Noir. Maybe it is. 
But with his alarm going off, my whistling can't defuse the situation. We can't let them take him. Darla said in a panic. Darla pulled off a glove. I need to get to PJ's water pitcher in the room. What? You get shot! I don't care, as long as they don't take PJ. Darla dove from the door to the water pitcher and threw its contents towards the assailants. Darla dipped her pinky into the liquid in midair, which turned the liquid into maple syrup, which got all over the White Queen's dress. A disgusted moan came over her, just as PJ began to mumble something other his breath. The man in the miter turned to PJ as his heavy fist came down on his face. No, 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 Monsieur Jenkins. Don't Jerry hate you. You are coming with us. And as if they were balloons, PJ, the woman, and the enigmatic Levesque Noir disappeared just as guards and the members of the Brotherhood arrived. Peace. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> Who was it? Who took him? Ali sat back against the wall. Uh, I think it was Levesque Noir. But he had a woman with him this time. Not Pione Rouge. She was dressed in all white. Almost like a queen. <laughs> I don't care who that bitch is. She's going to have a hell of a time getting that syrup out of that dress. An hour later, the Brotherhood met once more in the conference room. There was an uneasy edge in the air as they watched Agent Allison Mills, still dressed in her civilian gear, walk in. She didn't sit down, but leaned on the table and sighed. I, I'm not going to lie to you one bit. Things have become extremely complex, and I need to break this down to you all. What are we going to do? Do they even know where they took him? I don't think they know. Billy asked, finally returning to his normal self. In light of what has just occurred, I have been informed by General McTaggart that my new assignment has been delayed as we search for Agent Jenkins. Our team has been put on high alert. A television inside the conference room immediately turned on. A noticeably menacing voice with a French accent came over the airwaves. This message is exclusively as you're searching for Agent Jenkins. What the hell? The camera panned to three people, all dressed in ridiculous garbs related to chess. I am the Red Noir. your savages would call me the Black Bishop. This is the only Rouge, the Red Pawn. Next to him, as I am a white queen. There will be more coming, and we will cripple your country. We put a challenge to the brotherhood of ridiculous people. Agent Mills scratched her head at the reference. The woman called the white queen continued. Come find him if you dare, but know this, you will never see us coming. The gambit has been thrown and America will be the reward. So we bid you adieu. The feed was cut, just as Gladys Hamilton walked into the room. I know who the White Queen is. Let's find this bitch. Are our characters doomed? 
Find out next season on the Brotherhood of Ridiculous People with me, Bert McGonagall. You've been listening to episode 13 of the Brotherhood of Ridiculous People. In the cast you heard, Bert McGonagall, played by Robert Hunter, Agent Philip Jenkins, and Levesque Noir, played by Danny Atwell, Willie the Hobo, played by Justin Gregory, Ricardo Jimenez and Peony Rouge, played by Miguel Pedroza, Agent Allison Mills and Darla Somerville, played by Emily McAnulty, Billy Aykroyd, played by Max Hunter, Rod Stiles, played by Dan Mac McCloskey, Vel Cromwell, played by DJ Jesse Jess, Oliver Pep, played by Paul Schroyer. Maisie the White Queen, played by Rachel Crosby. And Gladys Hamilton, played by Stacey Atwell. Tune in next season for the continuing adventures of the Brotherhood of Ridiculous People. Special effects by Zapsplat.com. Jailhouse Rock by Elvis Presley. Copyright 2022, Dark Charm Media, all rights reserved.